Welcome to the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast. It's your boy Mark, and I'm joined by K-Town. Kevin. Big boy Kev. And Dave. Hey, what's going on, everybody? We're back. And this is the podcast where we explore the history, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the most controversial people, movements, and organizations in our modern world. We'll tell you the story, then we'll give you our take. And today, we're spoilercasting The Matrix Resurrections. Yes, finally, finally. We're capping off this year. Actually, we are. by the time you all listen to this, it'll be a new year. Happy 2022. Happy New Year. Uh, but yeah, we are watching this movie to cap off 2021. Just what we're kicking it off with, dude. The resurrection of the Matrix saga. Yeah, it's appropriate because we've been kind of off the podcast for like two months. So we are sort of resurrecting the podcast right now. Why do all these fucking Matrix have R words in them? I, you know what? That that always made it so confusing for me. But Reloaded, whole, revolution, resurrection. During this whole like download of like re-entering the Matrix for this episode... I got it. I finally got it worked out. So I don't want to fuck it up now. I finally got this shit figured out. But before we get too deep into this shit, we got to tell you all the all the things as usual, all the regular housekeeping. Make sure you follow us on all the socials on the Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast, the Instagram at Good Times Killing Us podcast, and the Twitter at Good underscore Times underscore Dead. And also, you can now actually talk to us personally on our Discord. Just search Good Times Killing Us on Discord. Um, and hopefully you'll be able to find our channel or just send us a message personally. We'll send you an invite. We'll get you in there however you can. We're trying to kind of uh, start a real sort of sense of community with the podcast. We can go in there. You can join us when we actually do our virtual research sessions. If you want to come in, you can just stop by, drop a line, literally yeah. talk to us like face to face, basically. Uh, if you're playing Back for Blood, uh, squad up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We do stay gaming up there, too. And also another new thing we're introducing is a phone number. If you want to give us a call, if you want to comment on something you like, you didn't like, if you just want to drop something, drop a line with us, you can call us again. You can call us. We have a phone number now at 757-656-9080. This is fucking crazy. You can literally call us. We're going to play. If you call us and leave a little voice message, we're playing it on the episode and we're going to talk some shit. Yeah. Like if you, yeah, if you, if you leave us a call, then we are going to like replay your call and we're going to kind of talk with you as you go on. Only you won't have, you know, you won't have, we're not going to need your consent to talk over you at this point. So you're just going to have to deal with that. But if you've got something wait, good to wait. say, then we can have a good conversation. Wait, wait, K-Town, it's, did Kate is K-Town literally, K-Town, did you literally just call the number? What, what are you and talking talk about? Shit? What, are, I thought I, what are you talking I about? I thought I heard someone's phone vibrating and I could see you. No, I no, could see no, you no, shit. no, did you hear me you, through the yeah, mic? No, oh, you okay. can mute your mic, but I can see you talking no, shit. No, I know no, what that no, no, like. I think that was the, the computer was skipping. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. my phone is connected to that phone number, and I heard my phone calling, and I was like, why the fuck is K-Town calling me in the middle of recording an episode? What are you talking about? <laughs> Payne, I want you to check that voicemail later, but right. make sure, this is the most important thing, and this is, this is really other big news. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and... Also, now you can leave us another five star review on Spotify. They finally got Holy. the program. Yeah. Holy shit. So everyone, everyone who has straight up, thank you to everyone who has left us five star reviews. But 
go ahead. It's time to reboot. It's time to reload and resurrect five star reviews on Spotify <laughs> now, guys. So hop in there. Yeah, this with is that, a please. This is a game changer because if you're someone that either just doesn't use Apple Music or you don't have an iPhone, maybe you've never thought to do this. It is now your opportunity to help us out. Go on Spotify, leave us a review, five stars only, and uh, tell us what you like. I don't know how Spotify is going to work with their algorithm. I don't know how that's going to really affect us, but it can not It can only do good things, right? It can only do good things. Yeah, so five stars only. Forget about the four-star reviews. Uh, uh, forget about the three-star reviews. Absolutely don't even think about the two-star reviews. And one-star reviews, like, get the fuck out of here. Get but the five fuck stars only, here. guys. All right, so we ready to get into the Matrix Resurrections. Dude, jack me in. And then jack me off. Before we get into talking about this movie, the cast, where does it come in into our society, let's let's do a roundtable real quick. What did you all think when you first heard about this movie? And what did you anticipate from it? Like, what did you want from it before watching? Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. When I first heard about this movie, it was in a slate of a whole bunch of just like like last year with all the streaming news and it came like close. It was right before all the Disney news about all the Disney Marvel shows. So as like kind of like a fandom nerd and just kind of like a nerd in general, that we were getting so much new shit we were finding out in 2020 when shit was getting really rough. Mm -hmm. We were finding about a lot of new content coming out. And this was just part of that machine, I feel like. And I was stoked. I don't I, at the time, I don't know what I thought I wanted from it. But I was just stoked mm -hmm. that it was happening and fucking Keanu was was jacking back into the Matrix. Well, surprise, surprise, surprise. When I heard about <laughs> it, I was not happy. I had a negative response. I was pissed. I'm just do something original. I'm so tired of seeing the same shit. Every fucking day of my life. Yeah. So to you, it was just like, oh, here's another. Here's reboot. another reboot, another, another sequel to a movie that came out 20 fucking years ago. Another. One. Like it's it's just so another fucking one. tiring. Another one. Yeah. It is. That's yeah yeah yeah. When when I first saw it, I actually saw it. Uh, I remember hearing about it like on the internet, and I knew that there's a trailer pop uh, floating around, but I didn't want to see the trailer. I'd rather see it in a, like when I actually see it in a movie theater. So it didn't really hit me right away. I remember my first thought was just like, oh well, yeah, of course they're gonna make the Matrix or whatever. But then, like, I went to go see the Candyman reboot, which actually has a, a similar actor as this movie. Um, it is, and they had it's the, the same actor. Yeah, it's a, it's the same yeah, actor. yeah. Um, so when I saw uh, when I saw the trailer up there, at first I was like, "Oh, here's the Matrix reboot." But then I kind of had this moment where I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, like yeah, like I kind of want to see it. But then I has the release date started to come upon us. I started thinking more like, "Wow!" Like. You know, The Matrix was a movie that really like had a profound effect on me, and I got more interested in it. I was like, I want to see what they do next. So I, I went and rewatched the original Matrix with my girlfriend because she had never seen it. Then I watched Reloaded, and then we decided that we we're going to do a whole episode on The Matrix and this movie. Um, so then I, of course, went, went and rewatched Revolutions, uh, Animatrix, everything else I could, I could get my hands on. And I got actually pretty excited for it, and I was hoping that maybe in some way this movie would like um, affect me nearly in, in nearly a strong way as the original one or the originals did. But uh, I guess this is where we can move into our kind of brief, you know, first reaction is like, how did yeah, you feel yeah, upon I, actually seeing it? Were you anticipating, was it everything you expected? Did it subvert your expectations? What, yeah. Just in was, general, how'd you feel? That was going to be my next question. Yeah. What, what did you guys want from this movie? Because... 
like you were saying, Payne, like I, like I had heard that it was getting released and I got excited just off the strength of another Matrix movie. But then like later on when the trailer had got released and I didn't watch it, I was started to wonder what did I kind of want from this movie? And I wasn't really sure because from what I remembered before I rewatched all the movies, it had a pretty definite ending. And yeah. so, and Trinity and uh, Neo died. So what's happening here? So I, that's where the question started. So I don't think I, at the time I really uh, had figured out or had really even actually had the conscious thought of like, what do I want from this movie? But I was just a little weirded out. But I think at the end of the day, what I wanted from this movie was first to find out why Neo was back in the matrix. It was some superficial shit. Really? Why is Neo back in the matrix? And like, what direction can they go in with this? And, Mm. and maybe some really cool action scenes, honestly. Yeah. That was kind of my, what I was wondering too, is like, where are they going to go with this? How are they going to make something nearly as impactful as the matrix? Because the matrix was a really groundbreaking movie. And no matter how you feel about the sequels, they were still pretty, you know, interesting in their own route. They were, they were huge releases in their own right. We're going to talk about the whole trilogy and the saga of the Matrix in another episode, probably in our next episode, actually. Yeah, that's the interesting thing is like when we decided that we're going to do two episodes, which I guess we can, yeah, we should mention that now. This is just a spoiler cast for the Matrix Resurrections, but after this, we're going to have an episode about the entire saga, including Resurrections. We're going to talk about like all the different movies, uh, video games, comics, everything that goes into it. Um, and, And actually, honestly, having done that research, up until this movie, I actually had my. I was an, I was uh, hoping for a lot. I was expecting a lot. I was hoping that they would kind of develop some of these philosophical and social ideas. But I also thought they'd find some really clever ways of working with the way that like the whole red pill, blue pill, woke thing was going to kind of be addressed in this movie. But let's get right into it. So actually, yeah, K Town. Well, well, you... Yeah, K Town. Yeah, what were you anticipating from this? What movie? was I anticipating? I was anticipating. Yeah, what did you want yeah. from the what? What did you want from this movie? I wanted before I wanted it. it to be good, to be faithful to the originals, and mm. to have good action. Um, it had some of those things, I guess. Um, so you want to get yeah. right into it? How how did you feel about the movie, like I, in general? I so I think the story was great. I really liked the plot and the things they did with the plot and the way it moved. Um, other than that, though, um, I hated most of the actors in this film. I <laughs> hated who they replaced the people with. I hated their voices. I hated the way they looked. Most of all, I hated the fucking action, dude. The action sucks in this. And it's really upsetting because, yeah, like, I watch fucking John Wick and Keanu's, like, old, but, like, he's not that old. He can do some shit still. And this was the most laziest, just fucking like bad shit. The original Matrix like got me fucking hard as a kid watching that shit. That shit was fucking testosterone, fucking guns, dicks out all day shit. And that's why I loved it. They just pussyfooted this shit, man. It sucked. Yeah, is that your general? No, 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 no. The movie. Yeah, did you? I I enjoyed the the movie. The action sucked. I I highly recommend somebody watching this. And Payne, did you like the movie? Yeah, I mean, um, I in general, I liked it. In, in general, while I was watching it, I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I don't. I mean, we're gonna. This is kind of a tricky question right now because we're gonna get into this as we go on. But I will say, I don't necessarily feel like this was. 
I don't feel like this needed to no, happen. Not like, this is hundred percent a cash grab. <laughs> yeah, it's well. I mean, I, th- I think it does some interesting things. It 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 does kind of address the significance of the Matrix in like the cultural zeitgeist in a way. And we'll we'll get into like how they handle that, whether there was you know that that solid or not. But overall, as a general take, I'll say that I enjoyed it. I liked what they did with the lore. Um, it was cool seeing all these characters back together. I thought they did some new, unique things on it. So overall, I mean, I would say that I enjoyed it, and I would, and I would suggest it to most people. Yeah, you, I did. I did like it. Um, like at, at, when I when it was over, I was like, you know, this is good. I like this. There's a few things I really liked about it, and at the end of the day, as a whole, I liked it. If you're into the Matrix, you should definitely see this. Like it, it shouldn't be cast aside, I don't think. But I got nits to pick, baby. I do, I do, I really do. But uh, we can get into that as we go along. But all right, so yeah. let's get into the plot of this movie. Should so, we say spoiler alert? I feel like I, you know, obviously <laughs> this is a spoiler cast, but like, yeah, don't if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, you should probably stop listening now. Yes, uh, because we're about to spoil the entire thing. All right, so. Neo has been reinserted into the Matrix, where he's now a successful game developer, and he's incorporated his memories from the events of the original trilogy into a video game franchise called The Matrix. When he starts feeling pressure to reboot the franchise, he starts getting reached out to people in the real world, who eventually free him, allowing him to discover how the world has changed since he sacrificed himself to achieve peace for Zion. He discovers that the machines were actually what brought him back to life in the first place, along with Trinity after the machines discovered that he could only function when he's close to her. Of course, Neo longs to free Trinity from the Matrix as well, though in her imaginary life, she's now a mother and married to a man who's straight up named Chad. (laughs) So, Neo makes a deal with the Analyst, a computer program meant to study Neo, where he agrees that he will be able to free Trinity from the Matrix so long as she willingly agrees to give up her digital life. Neo and his new crew proceed to re-enter the Matrix to free Trinity, and then chaos ensues. <laughs> so what are, what are some things you... So what are we so, thinking about the plot? I'm going to keep it real. Uh, so the first like couple minutes in the movie, I was very confused. And I was like, not only was I confused about, but like they were the first opening scene is like a replay of like the old matrix. And I was like, is this what we're doing? And it was a little bit convoluted. And I was like, Oh, I no. literally I started to worry. Mark, Mark watched it before I did. I was five minutes and 27 seconds. in when I paused the movie and I called Mark, and I said, what the fuck is this Tumblr bullshit? It, it, like, it literally, <laughs> like, like I, I turned conservative for a fucking minute because I was like, they just are, it literally was just a shot for shot remake of the original, but with like some blue haired fucking Tumblr girl. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Now, now I and like then I bugs. immediately, I, like I immediately bugs. liked the character after the scene. I, I actually, I don't remember her name, but I enjoyed her. She was. I think she was the only cool, like, Matrix person in that movie besides uh, Neo. And then when she meets Morpheus slash Agent Morpheus, I was like, what the fuck is happening? What are we doing? After a few minutes and, you know, into that first opening act, I kind of started to... I kind of started to get it a little bit and it started to seem kind of cool. Like, Oh, what, you know, what, what are they doing here? And that first opening part I was kind of into, honestly, 
It, it's kind of in the later half that they lose me. It, it, had me in the first half. Not gonna lie, had me. Had me. They fucked me up as soon half. as the Frenchman came in. <laughs> oh, the the uh, Merovingian. Mer- yeah, yeah. Merovingian. As soon as, yeah. as soon as he popped not, in, I was like, all right, this is this ain't it, Chief. Not not gonna lie, I was just him. For the just even though it's it is what it is. It's a complete like just cameo. Just like they were like, hey, come in, just do 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 the Merovingian, do the Frenchman. Real There's quick, literally like, nothing more minutes. I hate than a rich Frenchman. There's just something about them being that rich and that fucking French that pisses me off. So like just to see him doing like an over the top like we we we. In the fucking corner while but there's you, bad action going on, just really <laughs> soured the whole fucking movie for but you, me. But, but I, you didn't I, like I, the Merovingian in the first place, did you? No, like, well, I mean, I hated him, but like, <laughs> that's what I think made him a good character in the first the first two movies because like, I wanted them to blow his brains out because he sucked. Yeah, the reintroduction of the Merovingian. He just stood. Like in, he was throw. just stood in the corner like a Phantom of the Opera. Like, yeah, I'm ugly now. It felt like such a throwaway sort of cameo where it was just like, yeah, we gotta get him in somehow. Where it's like, it's one of those things where like, if you only saw the first Matrix movie, then that wouldn't have thrown you off too much. Which, granted, this movie does do a lot with the other two Matrix movies. Like, it definitely oh. does a lot with uh, Reloaded and Revolution. So, if like, if you haven't seen the entire first Matrix trilogy, this will be kind of messed up. And the Merovingian is one of those parts where, like, I can only imagine if you if you're the type of person who you saw the first Matrix movie, you thought it was pretty good, you never really knew about the sequels, you know, you never cared oh. about them, you heard they weren't good. You you went to go see this, you probably had a moment of just like, who the fuck is but this? Honestly, guy no, yeah, yeah, honestly though, like, if you're going to see Matrix Four after the other two being out for twenty fucking years, what the fuck are you doing in the first place? Yeah, you're right, but yeah, yeah, it does kind of heavily rely on the. It it's expecting you to have done your homework. This movie is like you did your homework if you're here because it's heavily relying. This movie, this movie yeah. was definitely made for people that fuck with the Matrix and no one else. This movie wasn't made for like a mass market. It was made for specifically Matrix fans. I, I don't know. I think I think to some degree, I think people that just have an awareness of the Matrix or releasing the first movie, I think. I think it was marketed a way where I mean it's a reboot. It, it might like, have been hey, marketed, like but vibe? it's not made for them. There's no way. Sh- yeah, if you yeah. don't like the Matrix and you go and watch this movie, you're not going to like this movie in any way, shape, no, or form. And yeah, that's no, you're not. and that's yeah. I think that's a good point. Is like this is not a Matrix. Like I think maybe if you wanted to watch just like a, a sci-fi movie, you just want to catch a vibe. You might be able to enjoy this without having seen beyond the first one. But it's definitely yeah, it's definitely made in a way so that this is the Matrix number four. It, it builds off mostly from the first movie. But it definitely has a lot of callbacks to the second two. But that's my main thing is like I think one of the weirdest things about this movie um, is the amount of callbacks. It is like one of the most self-aware movies I've ever seen on this level. The 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 only movie I can think of that comes close to this was actually uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Well, it's literally like the it it's the it's the it. view askew it's a view askew verse like the whole uh, Kevin Smith Jane Silent Bob clerks chasing Amy all that type, yeah, type yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like that universe, yeah. but like rebooted but it's called reboot and they constantly have all these callbacks and they make fun of the fact that they're doing a reboot and that's kind of what i saw here but it was also like and by the way i'm not saying that james on bob reboot was even great or is a great example of how to do a reboot it just had that same level of self-awareness and it's a level of self-awareness i wasn't expecting out of like a movie that is like not a comedy and because they kind of do a lot of the self-aware meta stuff in a comedic fashion where they're like oh what about these big lofty concepts bullet time Ha-ha, i mean you know? so yeah. I don't have a problem with like a movie doing callbacks. Like that would have been fine if they were like, Oh, remember in Zion when we had this big orgy scene or some shit like that. But like, <laughs> they're literally being like, 
oh yeah, remember in Zion when we had this big orgy scene, and then like it's like a, a eight second clip of the fucking scene yeah. from the movie, and they do it like three hundred <laughs> times. Show it to you. They're just like, oh, remember when okay. Agent Smith and Neo had that legendary fight, and then it's like, okay, we're gonna show you that exact scene from that fucking movie for ten seconds, and then. Without any transition. Literally, during the scene where Neo's taking the the red pill again, there. I mean, if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't get, if you didn't get it enough that we're kind of like redoing the scene, they're showing it. It's projected in the background. The the scene of Neo taking the red pill from the first movie is playing in the background while Neo is taking the red pill in this movie. Like, so there's some ham fisted nostalgia member berry shit going on in this movie that's kind of executed pretty poorly, and I think we that you can kind of see it. But the thing is, get I don't want to get on my bullshit right now. But really, in the wake of Spider-Man No Way Home, where there's a lot of member berry nostalgia, no spoilers, but there's a, not a lot of member berry nostalgia type shit going on in that movie as well. But it's just executed much better. So like this movie, and when, and when it's doing the same thing and not as well, it's easier to see, you know. So I I, I agree. Although I I do think that uh, they had an interesting way of incorporating it, where basically like the first three movies, like they they happened even in the matrix where like the, the plot happened in this video game franchise that uh, Neo's character put out. So it's like the matrix is both like something that actually, like all those events actually happened, but it's also this thing that like everyone's aware of through this video game franchise where basically Neo is uh, kind of consolidating these memories that he feels an attachment to, but he doesn't have a real source for them. I thought that was kind of interesting. So like when you see those, those replays, those callbacks, it's all like, yeah, this is from the video game that you made. So I don't yeah. think they really convey that enough. Like when, like, for example, yeah, like when new Morpheus is giving him the new red pill um, and you see it on the camera in the background, I think maybe if there's some sort of way to convey the fact that like, wow, like it's him seeing his video game play out as it was in the video game playing the background, then I think it would resonate more. But to us as an audience, it's just, oh, there's the Matrix there's 1999 the Matrix. On, on a screen <laughs> And and I, I think I think I mean with a lot of you know there's a few things with this movie and we'll we'll talk about some other things that I think uh, kind of fell short. It's like it's yeah, one of those things that works. It's a good idea, but it just falls short a little bit in its execution. But still, I I didn't hate it. I I honestly didn't even hate it that much. I, no, some I, of the callbacks I, were a little bit too much, but overall, I didn't I didn't hate it that much. I didn't hate it. Actually, the whole the whole Neo is a, a game developer who made the Matrix movies as we know them in a video game. Even though it's kind of weird, I really like that part, honestly. I like the yeah. idea because, like I said, my expectations coming into this movie is like, why is Neo back? How is he in the Matrix? How does this work? What the fuck? And, like, I think that is a really clever way of, like, getting Neo to, like, to gaslight Neo. It's, you know, it works for me. Well, speaking of gaslighting, there's one element of the movie that I did think was a little bit weird um, was uh, the analyst. Like The analyst is now like the big bad guy in the movie, which is fair enough. I think he's got some good lines. But the fact that like his role in uh, Neo's life when he's Thomas Anderson, when he's in the Matrix, uh, you know, the analyst is his therapist who is conveyed as a villain. And it has this idea that the, his therapist keeps giving him blue pills so that he will not realize the truth. And I think that's kind of interesting in a way, but it kind of but it kind of like we, has a negative view of therapists. It might be a slippery slope on that one. I, I kind of peeped that one too. But that's you know what? Actually, table that for now because I wanted to talk more about the analysts. But let's let's go through the cast. 
Okay, yeah, let's get right into it. So what did y'all think of our boy Keanu Reeves as Neo slash Mr. Anderson? I love, I love how they try to make him look more like Jesus and that he literally had the <laughs> resurrection of Christ. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they go so hard up. into the Jesus thing with him, dude. He literally, this movie is him have, just yeah. resurrecting from the dead. Like, that's... I mean, I don't know if he's given much in this movie, but he looks great, and, uh, you know, I like that he's stuck with the John Wicky look, you know, even though he's not giving you yeah. John Wicky action. I I really wish they would have done the cyber goth up more, man. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, the thing I that did. fucked me up with yeah. this movie, man. Like, they, they completely just, like, did not lean into the aesthetic like they had in the other movies, man. That's you true. I, I will say, I, I think um the... The the aesthetic well this this is more fight scene stuff but I think that he he looked cool but I will say that when he goes into the real world and he doesn't have his beard on it's weird because a lot of people would say like oh Keanu Reeves he doesn't age but I'm like nah he looks he looks yeah. older he doesn't look he bad but older he looks older fucking shit yeah yeah when he with the shade face Keanu in 2021 yeah that's not the same boy from 99 I can tell. And another thing fine. about Keanu Reeves, are we all in agreement that like, and this is kind of, Keanu Reeves is one of those guys that kind of gets away with it. He's got that himbo energy that gives him a pass to, but he's, frankly, yeah, he's not a great actor. He's not, he's not a great actor. actor. Yeah, he's not, he's not fine. a great actor. That's, I didn't he's want to great acting excuse from me? He's not a great <laughs> actor. Have you seen <laughs> the fucking, um, what is it, the, the boathouse or whatever, where he's with, uh, they, they're sending letters through a time uh, traveling mailbox? What oh, is that? I know the what movie. What is that? And he's like, know, he's like the- talking to this girl, and he's like, "I think we have the same dog." No, I I actually saw that movie. Yeah, I know exactly what movie. I think it, yeah, it's like uh, the the boathouse or the glass house or something like that. It, which was another kind of like it was kind of him being typecast because that was right after the Matrix, where it was like, "Hey, here's a romance." It was it was a Nicholas movie. Sparks novel like made into a movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I forget shit. the name. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. But yeah, because <laughs> I gotta know now. Well, like yeah. Oh, Keanu the lake Keanu, house. Man. The lake house. My bad. The lake house. Yeah, okay. yeah. The lake house. Keanu was Keanu. You know, like you know, it's it. But we love Keanu. But you know, he well, wasn't like like I life. said, Keanu Reeves. Like everyone's like, oh, he didn't age, but he definitely did. But you know who honestly <laughs> did not age in this movie was Carrie Ann Moss, Moss as Trinity. She looks. She looks great. She looks no different. Like I mean, she dude, looks slightly I, different. I will but, say she is. She, she is great. fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah, it's a damn Carrie beautiful Moss, woman. That's a, that's a beautiful Moss woman. Looked great. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with it. But you know, it was supremely underused in this movie. Like we didn't want to see. I... <laughs> I'm having realizations as we talk about it. Like Carrie Ann Moss looked great, and in the last 15 minutes, we got to see her be Trinity. Which I feel <laughs> like, like I know, feel like, like that was the that I mean that was the the main um, conflict of the whole movie was to get Trinity back. So like. Yeah. I, yeah, it I, was. It was. It was the like, plot device. Like, I get it. It's fine. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, that was the whole point. It just like, yeah. Well, like we can get into this. Well, we can get into it more later. But I think it sets things up so that, like, if there is a sequel to this, if there's a Matrix Five, I think that she's going to have a much more prominent role. Since by the end of the movie, it's basically implied that, like, not only is Neo the one, but she's also the one. And there's also that scene where there's a scene where like they uh they're both running away from agents. They're in the matrix. She's realizing the truth of things and they jump off that building and then he doesn't fly, but she does. So it kind yeah. of implies that like, she's a very important character or she, she might be to this new sort of world that they might be developing, which again, we'll get into that more later on how we feel about it. But um, any other thoughts on carry on Moss as Trinity? 
No. Uh, I would have liked to seen more Trinity, you know, even yeah. just seeing her ride the motorcycle was like, I was like, yes, fuck yeah, more of that, you know, but like, she was great. I had yeah. nothing bad to say about Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, so moving on, here's another, another character, an old character, but played by a new person, which we can kind of talk about that a little bit, but we've got Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, dude. So <laughs> go ahead. Who first? Who I, first? I think, I think he was great. I think. If they had just changed this character name to something other than Morpheus, I would have fucking <laughs> loved this character. I think he 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 Dude. did really well. Like he played like this weird philosophical like like shaman mindset type character, spiritual like guidance person trying to bring the best of Neo out while being a badass and killing everything at the same time. Like I loved that. I just and like it could have just been like Anything else other than Morpheus? Another dude. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And I thought that the whole time. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen and uh, Josh Groff as well, who we'll talk about in a second. No. But like both those characters, I felt like I felt like I, I love the performance. I love the energy. I loved what they were bringing. But I'm like, why are we trying to tie this to a, uh, a character that we already know when they there's no reason for them to be not be a, a totally new character? I feel like I could have accepted it more as a as a totally new character. Yeah. I enjoyed him a lot too. I thought his performance was really cool yeah. and fresh. That like it was Morpheus, but like he was he wasn't just doing Lawrence Fishburne's act. Like he was being a new Morpheus, which again goes yeah. to the point like why is he just a new character? Which real quick, I want to clear something up. I've I've seen some like YouTube videos where people have been like, oh yeah, Lawrence Fishburne turned this movie down. That's like their effort to like trash the movie. He actually wasn't approached to do this movie. He said that, and apparently part of the lore for why the matrix is canonically not, he does not belong in this movie is because in the matrix online video game that lasted between 2005 and 2009, uh, Morpheus actually dies. So canonically the real Morpheus is dead, which is why this Morpheus is actually a digital Morpheus. That's basically kept in this, like, uh, in this video. They said, it, they said in this like open world, they said he was a mix of, um, the personalities of agent Smith and Morpheus into one. Yeah. Which is which is exactly. kind of cool, he, but they could have just called him like they could have just called him not Morpheus. You know what I mean? Something new, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's, I thought it that was kind of weird. So it seems so wild to me that the Wachowskis would canonically stick to this MMO lore and like and like kill off a character. Dude, I fucking I fucking love. But that. you know, but we killed off Trinity and Neo in the fucking movies for real on screen. So like, and we brought them back. So. <laughs> Dude, that would have been like George Lucas like killing off Darth Vader in a Sunday comic book strip that only was in the state <laughs> yeah. of Illinois. Like that is so fucking wild, and I love it. Dude, it's why yeah, literally when that, and we'll talk more about this shit in the next episode. But when that, when that MMO, like when they cut the servers on that, there were literally three hundred people on. <laughs> like, like when they killed yeah. the servers. So, like, and dude, that no was that was shit. at the peak yeah. MMO days. That was when fucking WoW had That's fifty like, wow million going... people a month playing. Apparently, uh, the Matrix Online like peaked at I think fifty thousand users, which is not really that much comparatively, and like it died pretty quickly. Oh, that's that's like, nothing. It was one of those th yeah, that's nothing. Like I think it had a pretty big buzz at first, but then like yeah, no one really cared about it after a while because the combat was apparently pretty bad. So yeah, the fact to like canonically change it because like I think like look, I'll put it this way: today I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw an ad for uh, the new season of MacGruber on Paramount Plus, which is, like, some, like, spinoff show from some, like, comedy, like, SNL actor comedy movie or whatever. And fucking Lawrence Fishburne is in that show. 
If Lawrence Fishburne, if his standards are at that point, he would have definitely done Morpheus in this movie. And Dude. honestly, as much as I loved Yahya Abdul-Mateen, I think I would have loved to see Lawrence Fishburne back, man. He's great. He's an excellent gonna, Morpheus. Yeah, if we're doing the member berries, let's just do it. That's another one of those choices that's just kind of baffling to me. Like that, like Lawrence Fishburne has said that he was uh, open to the idea, and he was never asked. So I just don't understand. Yeah. Like, like it's wild, but but yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Big well, shouts to Yaya Abdul. Like, I mean, he killed it. I just don't know why he was Morpheus. All right, so not only did we get Morpheus, an original character reimagined, we also got Agent Smith reimagined by this uh, this new guy I've never heard of named Jonathan Groff. He was the pussy bitch in the first Hellboy movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he's kind of like a, a musical theater type guy, kind of like Neil Patrick Harris he a lot. He sucks. A lot of similarities. Mm. Yeah, he's a big musical theater, uh, openly gay dude. It's interesting that the two kind of mega bad guys in this movie are both like theater theater uh gay guys but like i don't know what in that real life, says yeah. or you know it, now but, you make uh, me but, now yeah, you make me feel I homophobic did. for how much i hate this guy i'm weak <laughs> i like the character i mean he was fine i like the idea of like a kind of like schmarmy like you know agent like or like yeah. boss in like hollywood shit like you know kind of being like hey man we gotta make this other like you know we gotta make this hey other baby we'll return into us. the matrix yeah we're coming back to the like, matrix baby you know like i liked it i don't know it worked for me i was just like when it went when he made the agent smith turn i was like what why i, guess, I felt a similar you know? way i thought i thought that it was like as soon as you know we find out his name is smith it's like oh you know and he even kind of has that that cadence, the way that he talks in a certain type, you know, he has that sort of cadence that Mr. Smith had or Agent Smith had. So I was like, oh, really? And then when he comes out to be Agent Smith, I was like, I don't know, man. I don't think that this, I, that, that is honestly in terms of performances. And I don't even know if I don't like the performance as much as I, I, I just don't like the new character. I don't like the new Smith. I don't, I don't, the, the, the guy I think was kind of miscast. He's, he doesn't look like a, like this badass villain he doesn't it's like hit. a totally new, that guy, it's a new direction with agent smith and he could have just been a new direction with a different dude no i i'll tell you what that guy should have played the analyst and neil patrick harris should not have been in this movie in any way shape or fucking form <laughs> well we'll get to neil patrick harris but yeah I, I i don't i i will definitely admit i definitely think that jonathan groff was kind of miscast as smith i don't really like that i honestly uh i well, was it that they, they did try to get up with, um, what's his name, Hugo Weaving? Yeah, yeah. So Hugo Weaving was asked to return, but I don't know if he was going to reprise his role. He had scheduling conflicts, or so he said. I don't know if he was going to reprise his role or what, but uh, I like honestly, with this movie, there's no fucking telling. I don't know what they would have did with fucking Hugo Weaving if he wasn't. I don't know if he'd have played Agent Smith. I don't know. He would He would have been Trinity's husband. He would have been Chad. Real quick, y'all want to talk about Trinity's husband? Because there's actually yeah, some Chad, interesting stuff he's, about uh, him. He's the yeah, stunt he double for Keanu Reeves. So like, yeah. He used to be well, the stunt the, double for Keanu Reeves, and, yeah. that, and now he uh, he's the guy who directed John Wick, right? Yeah. Real quick, I just want to bring up a picture of Hugo Weaving now. Um, what do y'all think? You think you, you think you still be Agent yes. Smith right here? He couldn't. He could have been Agent Smith. He couldn't have been the dude that was playing Agent Smith in this movie, or that would have been a totally other wild direction. Like I don't know, but yeah. you know, I don't know. This movie was a wild ride. Like tonally, this was a shift from all the other Matrix movies. Like you know, they could have did whatever the fuck they wanted. With this yeah, <laughs> but I don't all know right, what so they would have done. 
So we got a few more performances to go over. Uh, so real quick, we've been talking about all these old characters. We've been talking about old characters that have been reimagined. But now let's get into some new ones. So we've got uh, Jessica Henwick has Bugs. The uh, uh, like everyone's been saying, she's the click. She's the clickbait you see on like every like YouTube video. That's like this movie's it's too that blue hair, it's her man. With her blue hair. It got it got yeah. me. It got me in the first five minutes. This shit pissed me off. <laughs> but Kate, that, you like, got a little bit of that in your DNA, though. That the type you got a little bit of that. You were just like, "What?" And you're like, "No, it's fine." Yeah, it's yeah, fine. yeah. It's no, fine. it was fine. I'm sorry. Like, I think there's there's too far woke. There's too far fucking Nazi conservative. I, I, yeah. I, there's there's a point where like you go too too far on the pendulum is what I'm saying. And like I was just like, I let it hit me. The blue hair. I was just like, oh fuck, this movie's gonna suck ass. It took you out of it, but. I was the, big the, enough to see yeah, the right. error of my ways and enjoy the film for what it was. So what do you think of the character? character bugs? I, I yeah, liked I her the character after, bugs. after they stopped trying to make her re I hate recreation shot for shot of fucking movies. It's so dumb, especially a reboot. Like just fucking yeah. don't do that. It's dumb. So I think I was more just pissed that they were doing that and she had blue hair. So she was my punching bag, but like, I actually liked her as a character. She was dope. Like, um, she had good lines. Like she wasn't like a pussy, like fucking like oh, guys, let's try to be, you know, rational about no, this. She, she was, she, she had, was a badass, and I fucking liked her character a lot. Yeah. Bugs had big main character. Yes, energy. I feel yes. like there's an alternate universe where Bugs was the main character of this movie and Keanu did not sign on. And this was just a new direction with new characters. Can I, can I, it was like can, they were trying to do both. Can I, can I tell y'all what I feel like would have made the perfect fucking matrix Four? go ahead. Yeah. Bugs and her crew trying to get Neo and Trinity out for 90% of the movie. In the last act, they get them out and they fuck Trinity and Neo come out badass, kicking it all ass, and then it ends and opens for a new one. Like, I feel like that I feel like they should have focused on these new people to bring the series forward instead of treading in old ground. I like that movie if it was marketed without Keanu or yes. Trinity in it at yes. all. And it was just marketed as a new movie. In the yeah, same I like universe, that. Like, I like yeah. that. Cause there's a lot, cause I feel like there's somewhere the bones of the screen uh, of this script there, there, that movie was there. And then somewhere along the line, Warner brothers was like, well, Keanu said he'll sign on and, and carry on will sign on. And, uh, and, and we can't get Hugo, but fucking that's enough. And then another movie got made. And this is the amalgamation of both of those movies. You know who they did get, though? The most insufferable fucking woman <laughs> of all time. Jada Pinkett Smith. Miss. Oh, Dude, I spent a good. Miss. I'm not I gonna fucking lie. cheated I spent, on Will Smith. I, I spent a good, like, five minutes when they introduced Niobe, like, wondering if this was actually Jada Pinkett Smith. Or was this like a a, car- a new ca- like? Because I couldn't put a basim at this point. I was like, is this like some old lady who is supposed to be Jada? But th- that that's just saying it's good visuals, good makeup on that. Because I couldn't tell for the first couple minutes. Yeah, I, I definitely at first I was like, that's got to be like uh like just some new old lady. And then I I kept seeing like <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith has an oh. actress, and I was like, oh shit, that's actually her. And it, it's it's kind of weird because I, I feel like my it, it Morpheus died. <laughs> if that was like a um yeah her performance was kind of weird too she just seemed like i didn't really like her honestly like she was just always she sounded like, like an old prospector 
There's yeah, gold should... in them hills. In <laughs> them hills. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she was trying too hard to be an old lady. I almost wish they did just get an old lady instead of bringing Jada Pinkett Smith. Because, you know, the whole thing is that in the real world, 60 years have passed. So they yeah, have to, so like, age her aged. 40 years older than yeah, she's you actually You know what would have been, you know been way better since they're just switching people up at this point? If they brought in Betty White to play her. Slow down there, good times gang of Christmas Pass. Before you go too far into that little Betty White bit, just wanted to let you know, editing Mark here, as some of you may already know, the dear Betty White passed just recently on New Year's Eve, uh, just a few days after we recorded this episode, and a few days before it comes out. So we really hit that really crazy sweet spot in there where we mentioned someone, and then they died immediately afterwards. So I felt like I should just say that Betty White was very much alive when we made this joke, and we're sad to hear about her death. Rest in peace to a national treasure. But okay, let's get back to it. <laughs> we got to get Betty White in something, man. We we don't yeah. got much more time with Betty White. We got to get her shit. The Matrix would have been a prime opportunity. Look, she could have been had... like some character from Revolutions who's aged 60 years. Some random character <laughs> that no one remembers. Hey, I was that one guy who helped with the ammunition's mom. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, <laughs> there she Why is. wasn't he in this movie? <laughs> I actually was thinking that like, you talking about the dude that Neo got out of the Matrix and he's like obsessed with them? Yeah, I think he's credited in the movie as boy. <laughs> like, I don't even think he has, Mark, a, he has a whole he has a whole um episode on the Animatrix that you should watch. I heard about got, that. See, I know before Mark, our next episode, to. I'm gonna tap in. I'm gonna tap into the Animatrix before our next episode, but yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up with one more performance that I actually liked, and that was Neil Patrick Harris as the analyst. I actually liked his performance. I thought it was really interesting. I, I don't know. It actually it worked as, a, as this therapist slash kind of like evil guy that's like also kind of – he's the big evil guy, but he's also sort of a subordinate. Like he's not yeah. too strong. He's not too weak, but he's got the mind. He's got this awareness of like the human mind and the human condition, and he uses that against people. I thought that he had some really good lines as well. I don't know. I actually, I think yeah. Neil Patrick Harris I, is really doing it for me. I liked NPH in this movie. I, I you know, I, I, he's supposedly playing like a character similar to the architect from Reloaded, you know. But yeah, he does sort have this kind of. Yeah, just sort of because he get there's a big like you know assistant to the regional manager vibe like that he has like where he's like still answering to other machines and shit and he's just keeping shit in check in this arena as far as like making sure that the matrix works better than the last architect or whatever. But I did like him. I like the analyst character. Uh, you know, like I I I just kind of like NPH though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. I, NPH I like NPH is cringe to me. I don't know what the fuck happened. Like. Every fucking 14-year-old boy lost their mind when they saw Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. And he's just been on this fucking yeah, was... he's been on this fucking wave since then for no fucking reason. I can't stand him. I think he's an time. annoying fucking person. And I hated this Damn. world. I, I thought I was good. I, I, don't know I will say all this heat in terms boy. of it being close to the architect, it's interesting because like the architect in uh reloaded and, and revolutions was more kind of Colonel like Sanders. He was kind of like a well, yeah, yeah, he was Colonel Sanders, but we'll get into that more in the next one. But like in, in you know, he's he's kind of like he's a little bit ambivalent towards like human beings. It's like he's like he just sees them as a part of this thing he has to deal with. Whereas the analyst 
is a little bit more like he both kind of has a sort of an appreciation for human beings, but he also like sees us as being kind of like dumb and lost and easily manipulatable. Where yeah, it's but like, the analyst, he understands humans a little better. Whereas the yeah. architect was just like, had a, had a disdain almost for humans. Like, you know, he just, you know, he's, he's, I don't know. That's why I like the analyst. He was kind of like a better version of the architect, which for the record, I did not love the architect. <laughs> yeah, I, don't like, think, I don't think anyone kinda, really likes the architect. It's an iconic scene and shit, but like, come on, ergo vis a vis, and it was yeah, too much. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a bit much. It's it's that's that's the classic uh, Matrix getting up its own ass a little bit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So let's uh let's get into a, let's before we get into um anything else, let's talk about are there any other things that we've talked about the characters and the plot. Anything else from the from the plot or the, the performances that really kind of stood out to you that that you thought was interesting, you liked, didn't like? Um, the the meta shit in the game development room. Jeez, what about it? If you, like the fucking like dropping like uh, the Matrix is about crypto fascism. It's about trans health. Like it was so. Fucking yeah, I got that crazy, exact. Dude. I I actually got that exact. Uh, quote from the movie where it's it's kind of like different characters saying it but someone's like clearly the matrix is about trans politics crypto fascism a metaphor for capitalist exploitation i actually i actually appreciated that a lot yeah, it was meta as fuck. That, kind of that tied I, into like how i felt going into the movie i was like what are they going to comment on because the original movies developed so many and again we're gonna get into this on our next episode but they get into so many really awesome huge ideas like ideas about like what is human consciousness um at least that's what it was to me more than anything um, but there's also all these other interpretations of it, the political element of it, the trans allegory element of it. Um, there's so Some much ideas in it, and that this... have gone on in whole different directions of the cultural zeitgeist, some dark directions, honestly. Exactly. And they kind of like address that. And in, in, in a way, I almost see it as being kind of dismissive where it's kind of like, yeah, there's all these different ideas that people have about what what our movies mean, you know, but they kind of like throw them out. And there's even that one scene where the um, the character uh, Jude, who's kind of like his like uh, – his underling, I don't really know. Uh, Neo's yeah. underling. Um, Jude was like, Jude was Jude was Keanu's reason to say Jude and sound like dude. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Jude. He also is someone that's close to him that betrays him. So there's a Jesus metaphor with Judas right there as yeah, well. Yeah, Mark... he has that one scene. Oh, they have that one scene. See? They have that one scene where they're at the coffee shop and he's like, "I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass, but the first time I played the trilogy." I was shook at the paradox between free will and destiny. Are we all just algorithms doing what we're supposed to do, or can we escape our programming? Genius inside the context of a game, BT dubs. Hey, did I tell you it took over my life? Yeah, I failed the seventh grade. Your game almost ruined me. Like, he's just kind of throwing away, like, these major philosophical questions that the, other mo- that the first three movies pose. But to him, because eventually we realize he's just a program like everything else, to him it's just kind of like, yeah, there's that shit you did, you know? Um, and I thought that that way of kind of, like, addressing, like, how no one really you – know, there's, there's all these competing ideas about what The Matrix is about, the dismissal of the serious themes. A lot of pe- There's that one guy who, when they're talking about like, what The Matrix means to you, he's like, look. He didn't love the first one, like some of you. And frankly – I've got zero tolerance for anything that requires a syllabus and a highlighter. I like my games big, loud, and dumb. I need guns. Lots of guns. Matrix means mayhem. 
which is a lot of people that enjoyed the first three Matrix yeah. movies, which there's nothing really wrong with that. But like, like they said, address what, all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of it's kind of like the thing like we said. What do you want out of this movie? They were they were kind of talking about all of that. That was one of the parts of the movie that I really did enjoy. Like not to yeah. get into how meta this movie is because it's extremely meta, but like. That's some of the meta shit that really worked for me. Like, I was like, okay, so we're really unpacking this shit, like, right in front of the screen. Like, I like this, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, another thing that I really thought was interesting is how they kind of followed the uh, the the element of, at the end of the Matrix Re- Revolutions, the basic implication is that there will become peace between uh, people and the machines because the machines don't get all destroyed. It's just kind of like, well, there's peace now because the Matrix, you know, yeah. street people. Um, and I thought it was kind of cool... How in this one they have like the good machines that uh, that actually like that have defect defected from the other machines, and also I don't know how I feel about it, but how did y'all feel about how like they were able to materialize programs dude, like Morpheus? Dude, I was just getting ready that to ask you. That looks cool go. visually. Yeah, yeah visually I, I like that. Visually, I like the way that looked, like the magnet shit. I did not understand it. This is another, like, maybe example of the Matrix being overly uh, convoluted well, just, for no reason. That's just tech. Dude, tech I just, I, I guess I just turned 30 and fucking hate everything. The ball robots fucking <laughs> suck. The balls? I, now, that looks so goofy. The, some of the, the robots, robots I was kind of. Yeah, yeah, with. where they just drop the balls and they form, like, a shape. Oh, oh I like yeah, that. yeah, no, now, that, that part, looks like I crap. Like, I like the. Really? Just I get uploaded to a husk. You're an AI program. <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to I think they wanted to uh, you know, nail nail down the fact that like this is just a program or something like, you know. Programs this- and programs and people are now cooperating. And now they can go back and forth between. Well, you're talking like, about pr- visually the way it yeah, looked. Right? It looked That's like what shit. I meant. Was I thought it looked yeah. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about it. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it ruined no, the movie. No, no, it didn't like ruin that, the movie, but, but it did not look good. Yeah. I liked it up until that one part where, like, Morpheus, like, went through the vents in the fucking, like, uh, pod place and shit. I'm like, okay, this is, we're doing a lot now. But, I mean, I liked, the, uh, vi- visually, I liked the way the bean, the bean pod Morpheus thing looked and the other guys. Like, I think it looked fine. It was the, really, for me, it was, like, that, like, little digital robot fist bump thing that really kind of was like is this a lot now you're asking well me to warner brothers was like we have to have a transformers <laughs> tie-in so warner brothers is like we're gonna make some toys yeah. we're, we're getting a grogu out of this one way or another we're getting a grogu <laughs> like and i don't know that just doesn't work for me. all right so to kind of wrap up like the movie itself before we get into addressing some of the critical responses and stuff like that um, first of all, we can talk, we've talked a little bit about how we felt about the action, but I feel like that can kind of lead into a discussion of the end of the movie because there's a really big action sequence towards the end. So how'd y'all feel about the action overall? And then how'd you feel at the end with that big action sequence and then the eventual kind of conclusion of the film itself? Now, okay, fine. <clears throat> Boom. The action was a little bit lackluster. The action left, I mean, like the matrix was known for like, bringing visual masterpiece to 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 the theaters and stuff you know did things that had never never been seen never been seen never been seen so there's a lot there's some big shoes to fill especially with you know lana wakowski at the at the helm you know you're like okay we're going back we're doing this right like if it was done without lana it would have felt weird but like you know this had people expecting the action. A lot of people were here just for the action, and I'm not gonna lie, it's really not here like that, bro. 
It's really not. if you thought if you thought you were about to see Keanu out here like gah, 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 shooting like John Wicking it up, that's not happening. He doesn't literally he literally doesn't shoot a gun once. I don't think in this movie at all. Like yeah, he gives true, a couple actually. Magneto hands and stops some bullets, but like and the scenes, the fight scenes are I don't know, man. They left left something to be desired. But I'm personally wasn't that wasn't that wasn't what I came to the movie for. Not really, really. So. Same, you know, same. That's a, that's how like for me, I was more like I wanted there to be action. Obviously, I don't want a Matrix movie yeah. without like cool sci-fi in action. Uh, but for me, that's not really as much what I came for. So I appreciate the action that was in it. But I will say, yeah, most of the most of the action um, up until I want to talk a little bit about the final big action scene. But up until that, it was all stuff that you've seen in the other Matrix movies. Some of it yeah, shot for really- shot. Like there's there's a moment where like Morpheus does like this, like a uh, uh, cross-handed thing where like he brings like his SMG one side into like, the opposite side of his arm and then he brings a pistol the other side. It does it really casually. And that's like a shot for shot, you know, redo. Visual callback, yeah. Visual callback to the original and which is cool and all, but it's just like, it's like a lot of that, a lot of kind of generic action. Oh, I thought it was kind of all right though. I didn't hate a lot of the action. Like for me, it, was, it wasn't that terrible. I actually kind of appreciated... And I know this is, I think this is going to be an unpopular opinion, but I actually kind of appreciated how they really established the fact that like Neo was rusty as fuck and was kind of going through this sort of, because they talk about how he had been blue pilled really hard, you know? So like even when, when he's not able to really like fully embrace his abilities and his ability to kick ass, basically, it's kind of showing how he's still kind of like gradually kind of leaning back into that role. And I kind of appreciated that, but I can understand. And I think that's why they kind of nerfed him a little bit throughout like a good amount of the movie. Like he's not doing cool John Wick shit. Plot wise, plot wise, we realize, or we, we, we come to learn that he needs Trinity for that shit. Exactly. So I think plot wise it, I thought it was kind of cool, but I do think that, you know, it, it came at the expense of the movie for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. let's talk about that final action sequence though. What do y'all think about like the big chase scene where he's getting away with, uh, where, where Neo's getting away on the motorcycle with Trinity and just all, all the people, all the bots have been activated. And they're That's to the only action shit I liked in the whole movie. That shit was dope. Same. I the loved pe- it. The, like the people yeah, getting really... taken over and turned into bombs and they're like, Jumping out of skyscrapers to like smash into the ground at them is fucking amazing. Bro, swarm mode is sick fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's sick fun. But yeah, yeah, the swarm mode shit was pretty cool. I really did enjoy that shit. I think that's where we get the most of our action boner like off is right at the end in that final act there. That's that stuff is cool. I know it doesn't work for a lot of people either, though, but like it was cool. I think. That that's just like the the visual payoff for like the action, but that's about it, baby. That's all you're gonna really see, like you know. That moment also was interesting because like it kind of shows the situation where like um, the original artist is being influenced by people that were influenced by them, and what I mean by that is like the Matrix kind of like really sort of created this sort of sci-fi cyberpunk um, like uh, aesthetic in terms of these action sequences. But it was all like green and like kind of without much color. And since then, a lot of movies have thrown in this sort of like what's really popular is like the the purples and the blues, like where it's just like it's really dark except for like these purple blue, basically neon lights. That's like a really yeah. big trope. I mean, King Kong versus Godzilla did it. If you all have seen that that uh, that show, um, fuck, I can't even remember it. But, Altered uh, Carbon. Uh, that 
a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a pretty popular kind of aesthetic now. And it's interesting because like in the matrix, they utilize that. They like have this new cyberpunk aesthetic of all these neon colors. And I thought that yeah. that was actually pretty cool. Honestly. It is cool. This like I said, this movie is a huge tonal shift from the original movies, man. Like, yeah, like you said that, that green gray scaly look, that's the look of the matrix. And this is not that like we spend a yeah. lot of this movie literally in a cafe called Simulate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so a lot of that is going on in this movie but you know <clears throat> so what did y'all think of the ending scene so of course uh, uh neo and trinity run away they jump off a building trinity can fly neo can't they fly away and they're reawoken to the real world they come back to see the analysts and tell them that we're going to change the world they're all dressed up in the uh the dusters again What'd y'all think of that whole thing? Was I it like, working for you? It worked for me. I like seeing Trinity fucking uh, catch Neo because they're willing to risk it all together. But I also really enjoyed like them giving the analysts the business and telling them the yeah. way things was going to be. And and Trinity kicking uh, Neil Patrick Harris's jaw clean off because that was yeah. also a callback in the movie to something she had said yeah. earlier. So that, that kind of landed for me a little bit. And then them flying off like that, that worked for me. Like, like I said, I wasn't expecting like a lot from this movie, so I just needed certain things. I just needed, I need. I guess I wanted some member berries, but like the member berries they were giving me. Like, like I was saying earlier, like this movie should have been Bugs and her crew up until those final two scenes. So like the final act where like they're doing the fucking motorcycle shit and then fucking up Neil Patrick Harris. That should have been the ending to that movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got the right of it, man. Because like, like those scenes are great. Like that movie the the final more. act to me is perfect. Yeah, I liked it. A lot of people didn't. Li- a lot of people said that they liked the first half, but they did not like the second half. Whereas for me, I liked it pretty the, much. The, the middle was what fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. the think, beginning's yeah, the really good. I'm kind of like, hey, the beginning's really good. Where he's in the game office and it's all that meta shit, and it's just like. Like you're just like trying to think in his headspace. You're like, you have this information that he doesn't have, and you're just like, man, just fucking think. The middle sucks. And also as a viewer, for me, I was trying to figure out where they were going with yeah. this movie, and that was still kind of exciting at that point in the movie. Um yeah. So what do you, so does the does the ending leave you satisfied? Does it leave you wanting a sequel? Because there, I, should we get into it? There could be a sequel to this. I'm fu- I don't really want a sequel. Like I mean, like I said, th- this movie had a, a pretty definite. This series had a pretty definite ending at the end of Resurrect at the end of uh, Revolutions, and like this movie does fit fine within it. This movie is fine within it. Like like now the Matrix Saga definitely includes resurrections now but like let's let's i don't even want to say quit while we're ahead because i don't even think that's like the fitting term but let's stop let's enough Mm. let's stop guys warner brothers cut it out let's stop okay i i won't lie honestly at the end of it um and maybe this is also off of the heels of doing all the matrix research we've been doing for our main episode but like honestly i I would I would see a sequel if they make another you want one. More? Yeah, because I mean my whole thing is like to me, like, yeah, this is the Matrix 4, but to me, I see this purely as a reboot. I think you can you can watch the original trilogy and the Animatrix and not watch this movie, and I think you can be satisfied. I don't think this movie ruins the legacy of those movies. It is purely a reboot, it's a self-aware reboot. 
I liked certain things about it and the way that they handled it. And honestly, if they do another one, I'm going to see it. I do kind of want to see how they address this idea of Neo and Trinity, like making the world right again, because the movie, they did what they did with the first movie, whereas they ended like where it could it end either or. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and apparently it, there are talks like apparently Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss have both said that they would do a, a sequel. Um, but it, things are a little bit nebulous right now, but um, I don't know. Kaitan, what did you think of the ending? I liked it. Um, I'm kind of ambivalent between if they make another one or not. I think it was a lot like the first Matrix movie where it opens itself to be explored more. Or you could just take that as like, this is the end of this story and the universe continues on in our dreams. Um, mm-hmm. Fanfic, here we come. Yeah. I Video mean, game. honestly, like hey. I, I, I kind of wish they would move away from Neo and Trinity and maybe explore like more expanded stories in that universe rather than making another mate, like direct sequel matrix. Like you can just pick up, like I, like I said, man, I really think this should have been a bugs movie instead of a Neo movie. I think I could see possibly like, uh, you know, Warner brothers putting out like on HBO max, maybe like a mini series. That'd be cool. I mean, honestly, I think, there's so much there's universe. so much there that they could do really well with. The Matrix is so deep and philosophical and cool all at the same time. There's so much potential for it to be a cool series. And like the more they just try to hold on to what it was in the past, the more they're gonna fuck it up and make it not good. I mean, look, yeah, that's it, what it happened with why, Star Wars, it, man. Instead of getting instead of stopping it or or getting an actual pretty decent next trilogy saga we'll get live action animatrix and it'll be as soulless as you can imagine <laughs> Kate down yeah. space is exactly how it'll be <laughs> like Honestly, that's the direction that you know we this would is go this with. is like this is like high hopes kind of random i don't think there's really any precedent for this maybe a little bit but um i recently played that uh unreal engine 5 demo called the matrix awakens where basically you get to go in this like high speed car chase and it's interactive and you get to explore a city and it's interactive and like it looks fucking amazing it's only on like next it's only on ps5 and xbox series x and s um so like i played on my xbox series s and it was really cool and i was thinking like i'm thinking just now this popped in my head what if like maybe you know this movie doesn't do so well but they want to continue the universe. We've got this new plot where it's like, hey, here's Neo and Trinity. They're in the Matrix. It's such a good plot for a fucking co-op action adventure game in the Matrix where you just play as either Neo or Trinity. You go around and fucking do cool shit. That would be fucking awesome. But I, I, you know, I'll tell we'll you see. what I want video game wise. I want this massively multiplayer online RPG. And I want it. I want it. I want it. Matrix online. I want it all to be canon, and I only want it to be capped at a thousand players. (laughs) And like in like a server at a time. You mean? Yeah. Oh, you mean like ever ever. capped at a thousand? No, yeah, just one thousand players. That's the new. Hold on, hold on. It's some NFT shit. You buy the fucking (laughs) rights for a hundred thousand dollars to be one of the a thousand people in the Matrix online video game. Now you're jacked kinda... in for real. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, one more thing I want to say about the, end of the ending of the movie is, you know, the first two movies end with Rage Against the Machine songs. You leave the theater, you stop watching them, it feels fucking badass. This yeah. movie 
ended with a Rage Against the Machine song. As I expected, I was waiting to see what they would do. Yeah, but it was, like, it was a the cover. Rage. But it was a cover by Brass Against. So for those of you guys who don't know, Brass All Against right. is a band. You want to explain it? <laughs> yeah, okay. I was going to ask. I meant to ask you guys this, but we haven't talked about this before. This is the Rage Against the Machine cover band that plays with the brass instruments, right? Like the horns and stuff. But this is the yes. band that recently went viral for the lead singer pissing on a fan on stage. <sighs> We she not invited this. I actually, I actually had, made a Twitter was, post about this. Hold on, I gotta find it. To lead up to that, real quick, like apparently, like she was saying the whole show that she had to pee really bad, and there was like this one weird metalhead fan who was just like pointing at his face, like pee on me or whatever, which is crazy. Pee on me. And he he got on stage, laid down, she dropped trow, and just unloaded on this dude. Like this, it yeah, was she. This was a lot this was like too much like i don't like i remember seeing this video and i was like why the fuck is this happening exactly and even when i got the explanation i was like this does not this this doesn't work hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hardline this is this is fucking america consensual piss play between two adults should be protected at all costs What's next, Mark? Two gay men can't hold hands in public? If she wants to piss on a man that wants her to piss on him, they should be allowed to do that. It is art. But what if I just wanted to see a Rage Against Machine cover band that's like, you you're know. Coming to, you're coming to see art. And I, and you don't I have to be happy with play. it. She shouldn't have to apologize for pissing on somebody. Rage, uh, uh, Rage Against the Machine once famously said, um, if ignorance is bliss, wipe the smile off my face. And when people saw that, actually, I, I bet a lot of people laughed, but I, I bet a lot of smiles were like, oh my God, she's really pissing on this guy. But like, honestly, I bet K-Town, but it's weird. I don't know. When I heard it, I was like, oh shit, is that brass against? I was like, oh, what I don't do, know. What, does that, does, what do you does think the significance more- of that is? Yeah. Why, why do you think they decide to end the movie with that? Is it, are they, is this mo- is this whole movie trolling us? Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. It felt like a troll move. I mean, I don't know if maybe they had that. They might have had that contracted a while ago. Brass Against is a pretty notorious, I guess, cover band. So maybe they are already planned on that before. I never heard of them before the viral well, it, piss mod. So it, I mean, it, makes, it makes sense, though, because they changed up all these original characters to new people. So why wouldn't they change up the original song to new people? Yeah, it's so a, that, it's a troll. This is giving me big troll energy, bro. I think that's only because of the pissing thing, though. If this was just a Rage Against the Machine cover band, I would have felt like, okay, cool. This is a Rage Against the Machine cover band at the end of the Matrix. There's horns. There's a female vocalist. That's cool. But just because I, I know that this is the band that's most famous, this band is not going to be known for the band that does the, the Rage Against the Machine cover at the end of Matrix Resurrections. This band will be known as the band where the lead singer fucking unloaded on some fucking crusty dude's face on stage. I disagree. I disagree. Take the piss antics out of it. And at the end of the Matrix Four, where we've been getting member berries all all through the the movie, and it's kind of like at the end where they're redoing the end of the first movie, you're like, okay, cue Rage Against the Machine, and it's like, yeah, here's fucking Calm Like a Bomb or whatever, but it's by a cover band. It's like the same thing the movie's been doing the whole time. It is still a troll. The fact that like there's these viral piss antics with this cover band just kind of adds to it for me. I don't know. Perhaps. I mean, I don't really know what their intention was, but I think it definitely, it tainted my, 
my cool <laughs> factor at the end of the movie where I was just like, hell yeah. But I was like, oh, it's yeah, like they pissed on us a little bit. It's like they pissed yeah, on us. Yeah, a exactly. Bit. <laughs> I feel pissed on by the by Lana Wachowski. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap this thing on up with with talking a few things about like how this where does this land in the zeitgeist? So currently, um, this movie's Rotten Tomato score has actually gone down from when I last checked it. It's currently a sixty four percent for a critic score, a sixty three for the audience score, which is mixed. Not bad. Yeah, it's mixed. It's not bad, but it's certainly not good. It's not good for a reboot. It's not gonna. This is not the type. This is not what sequels are made out of, baby. I think um, we need time. I think this movie is going to take time to really, really, fully, truly like dissect it and unpack it. You know, over m- I've heard multiple I've, watchings. I've heard that said around where like, this might be one of those movies where like it's looked more fondly on a few years later. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's time to get into it. Like, where does this movie land in right now? Because like a lot of the negativity for this movie is people saying that it's overly woke. You know, this idea that, you know, we live in a time period where so many movies are being kind of impacted by sort of um, inc- uh, identity politics. And um, I mean, I don't I don't want to I don't know how to describe this without saying that people that label everything woke or stupid. But like, you know, basically where someone sees like there's more black characters, there's, there's a strong female character and they're like, oh, it's woke or whatever. People are saying yeah. that about this movie. So what do, what do you all think about that? I think, I mean, like you said, yeah, when when people start saying things are too woke, it's already kind of like a red flag, like, oh, God, here we go. I mean, even though, like, there are things that I can probably, I've probably said are too woke, but it's, it's, <clears throat> when we're talking about the fucking Matrix, if you thought the Matrix was just about, a sh- like, especially after the sequels and stuff, if you thought the Matrix was just about, like, being leather clad and shooting fucking like desert eagles through very nice like lobbies and stuff. Well, then I think you kind of missed the point, even yeah, though the Matrix yeah. is a, it, it, at least the original Matrix is a movie that can meet you on multiple levels. It can meet you on that level of that. It can. But like after yeah. the sequels and stuff, you can see that there's a broader, more philosophical theme at play. So. If you came to this movie like not expecting a little bit of wokeness, then sorry. So like the like, <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. It just seems stupid to me. Like to be like, yeah, this movie's too woke, man. Like K Town, what, what do you think? You think it was a woke movie? Yeah, it's a woke movie, but it's not too woke. There is there is such a thing as too woke. And yeah. And there's, you know, and I, I think that's something people forget a lot of the times. And I will say 99% of, 99.9% of the time, if someone's calling a movie woke, it's not woke. It's not woke that they're, yeah. they're the way they're describing it. There's just a, they're just, yeah, they're racist just a or they're, they're racist <laughs> like, in some way, shape or form. They're racist. That's, that's it. Um, <laughs> it what happened to good old white people movies? Yeah. What happened to God? Oh, they're, they're going to have tra- guys named John. They're going to take a Asian <laughs> woman and have her be the main character over a white man. Hell no. Yeah. I'm and, sick you know, of not seeing white men all the fucking time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah like you said, 90% of the time I'll say 90, I'll give 90. Cause I probably said some things are too woke. I know you have K town, but 90% I mean, there is of the such time a thing as too woke, too woke, but like, it's when I like, consider something too woke, 
it's when like they're forcibly throwing in inclusion or like girl power or things like that where like they they feel like it's at the expense of the plot or the actual like conflict where it feels kind of like if, tacked if, on. And this movie if this if if Trinity would have came in at the end and been like actually I'm the one and Neo has no powers and I'm the only fucking alpha chad here fuck you and then Neo was like I'm so sorry. You're a woman and you're better than me in every way. <laughs> That's too woke. But like putting her on some the people same, really see the movie that putting way. her on the some same level really as Neo. That like that's dope. Like who cares? That's equality, baby. Some yeah. people only saw the movie you described in the former of that, of that scenario. Some people saw that movie at the end. They're like, Oh hell no. Dude, here's what it is, though, is, like, honestly, a lot of people, they know, because, you know, the original Matrix trilogy was made before either of the Wachowskis came out as trans. Um, people know that there's uh, a trans allegory in the original ones. The first, you know, you see that there's a new character with blue hair. A lot of people are going into this just ready to look for bad wokeness, with even with, when it wasn't right. there. Like, I guess you could say, like, okay, you've got, um, there's, uh, it's got a pretty diverse cast. Um, it's got a lot of women uh, kicking ass. It's got that kind of girl power stuff. But the first scene you see in the original Matrix is a woman kicking everybody's yeah. ass. Like dude, one of the main, the, about, like, the main dude, wise we... character of the movie is a black guy. Like that movie. Uh, if you looked at the the staff or like the people that live in that work in the Nebuchadnezzar on the ship, it's a very dude, diverse cast. There's a woman the there who's basically three, the, the first trilogy is diverse as. Fuck, especially yeah. for its time period, you've never seen so many black and brown people on screen at one time. That for those first trilogy, whatever they are, they're fucking diverse as shit. They were woke before wokeness was a thing. And we were watching that video earlier. There's this guy on YouTube who made this like uh, this really clever clickbait and switch uh, uh, title, where it's basically saying like the Matrix got political. It's too woke. And then he was talking <laughs> about how like the first moment of the Matrix, the text that you see says wake up neo the last thing you hear in the movie is a song by rage against the machine a leftist obvious politically leftist band singing a song called wake up like the no, movie dude. no dude rage against the machine got woke bro yeah <laughs> they got way that's too exact, woke that's the same <laughs> shit though like if you look if you watch the original matrix movies any of them and and like it completely the wokeness completely went over your head that's the same as like what was it uh, when like uh, was it Marco Rubio talked about how he liked Rage Against the Machine and then he said oh and then one day I looked at their lyrics it's like bro what were you watching <laughs> yeah you what know? were you listening to before <laughs> this did you, you I guess you were just <laughs> sonically like, bop into it meanwhile like <laughs> so talking honestly, shit about I, your whole agenda in the current like kind of like culture war marketplace of ideas dialectic whatever like I actually think this movie was like comparatively less woke than your average movie. It was just as woke as the original, or not your average movie, but your average movie that like gets these sorts of complaints. It was just as woke as the original matrix movies. Like, you know, they kind of throw in some millennial stuff, you know, like millennial talking language and stuff like that. And those types of people hate anything that makes things like that. So, but I don't know. I, if, if you think this is like a leftist movie, then like you're dumb, which I guess let's, should we get into the red pill stuff? right now or is that more territory? i feel like that's, that's territory for the i think the, yeah. the, so okay, yeah, the so saga the red pill is for our next episode that's where we're really going to dig deeper on this yeah sorry to keep teasing you guys but we gotta yeah. we gotta start shutting this shit down yeah so let's let's wrap this up real quick so um okay y'all just want to wrap this up by doing the round table are there good times killing us what did you think well actually because we already we've talked about this a little bit 
has a part of like an uh, extra thing to add into is like, where do you think it stands to, where do you think it stands next to the original saga, the original movies? Don't give a ranking. We're going to rank them all next time. But like, where do you think it stands in proximity to the other I, ones? I, I will say. And are the good times I'll, killing us? I'll say, I'll say the good times are not killing us. Hey. I think tonally this movie is a shift from the trilogy. But and I and I still need a few more viewings, but but I think does fit within the saga philosophically and the questions that it might be asking and the swings that it might be taking. Um now tonally it's a total shift and there's a lot like it's 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 a different movie. And if they were to go which I don't really want more, but if they were to go in another direction, I feel like they would have to go this would be the beginning of a totally different direction that these movies would be going in but yeah. now no the good times aren't killing us i did enjoy this movie i really liked it i liked it i can't, I can't say i loved it <laughs> but i liked it i did not hate this at all by any means but i had I had a lot of questions i had a lot of nits to pick and there were some things that were just like honestly straight up baffling but all in all it shook out in the wash i liked it i i don't i don't think it is better than any of the other movies I think they were better, but like that's what happens when you make a movie 20 years later and try to still be that movie 20 from 20 years ago. Um, yeah. You're not going to ca- capture that energy. I think it's a fine movie for the fans. I don't think it's yeah. this movie's not for just anyone. Like you have to like the matrix to like this film or find good in it. Like it's, it's a weird science story that, you're not going to be able to understand science fiction story that you're not going to be able to understand unless you're a fan. Um, I definitely don't think the good times are killing us. I think it's a pretty good film. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I, I'll definitely watch another one if they make another one and I'll definitely be happy if they don't make another one. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm also going to say the good times aren't killing us. You know, it's a little bit tough for me because, you know, we're going to get into this a lot next time, but like, the Matrix, the original Matrix movie, and even the, the 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 whole trilogy is some of the most significant film stuff in my life. Like I, there's often been times where I would say that I would I would usually say that the original Matrix is my favorite movie of all time. But I feel like that's kind of like so moat because it's such a cultural touchstone. It doesn't even it's like yeah, everyone likes the Matrix. Um, so for this movie, it fell short of a lot of the phil- philosophy I was expecting. Um, and I I like the self awareness though. It 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 is aware of the red pill, blue pill stuff. And I, I kind of wish we could have talked about this more, but we'll get into this on the next one. But like how it kind of like subverts this, this narrative where some people have kind of taken away like right wing trolls and incels and flat earthers and all these types of people have made the red pill, this thing where it, it suits their agenda. And I think this movie and the Wachowskis, even their online presence, especially with Lily have like actively tried to subvert that. And I think this movie is more dealing with uh, the time and place we're living in now in this sort of quote unquote post truth world or whatever. I think it kind of drops the ball, though. Like, early on, uh, Lana, when making this movie, said that uh, she felt like the themes of the original Matrix films were more relevant now than they were even back then. And I thought that meant that this movie was going to be dealing with more of the moment that we live in now. And it doesn't. It kind of does, but it just doesn't really fully deliver. So in that way, it really falls short of what the original Matrix movie served as a thoughtful platform for. It is far less thought-provoking. Um, no one's gonna. You can have your life change from the original Matrix. This movie is not gonna do anything like that for you. It's just, it's just another movie. It's just a reboot. It does some interesting things, but yeah, 
you know, but it, it was fun. It was fun. I liked returning to the world. I liked the performances. I liked the neon fight scene when all the people were jumping out of the buildings and killing themselves to try to kill Neo and Trinity. I I was like, what the fuck is this? That was kind of interesting and unique. <laughs> but um, sick overall, fun. decent, decent movie. It was sick fun. The movie was sick fun. The good times, good times aren't killing us. Yeah, good times aren't killing us. Um all right, there all it right. is. There, there's the there's the quick time, kind of almost an instant take with a few days to digest. Kind of almost an instant take of the Matrix Resurrections. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook at the Good Times Are Killing Us podcast, on Instagram at Good Times Killing Us podcast, and on the Twitter at Good underscore Times underscore Dead. And like we said, please five star review Apple Podcasts, five star review Spotify now. Fucking sick. Uh, any closing words? We gotta. We we are gonna talk more about this movie and the saga of the Matrix as a whole in our next episode. Yeah. So this is sort of a part one. It's like in our next episode, we're gonna talk about the entire saga, um, all the movies, all the different media, and we'll talk about this one a little bit more. But we want to do a quick spoiler cast while you know while it's hot. Um, also guys don't forget follow us on discord get on discord search the good times are killing us or message us and we'll send you an invite and also if you have thoughts whether you like you you love this movie you hate this movie you love us you hate us give us a call at 757-656-9080 again please give us a call you can do it right now at 757-656-9080 so fucking crazy you can call us. So crazy. <laughs> yes, it is good to be back, y'all. This is our resurrection from a brief hiatus. It's so great to be back. Uh, and like we told y'all last time, the Good Times Boys, even though we are on a little bit of a break trying to work things out, we are anything but fucking dead. Hello, no one is available to take your call at this time. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey, I just want to tell you, libtards, that the Matrix fucking sucks. It's blue-haired bitches, and you hoes suck. Y'all did Tom McDonald a disservice, and you're a disservice through this fucking country. God bless America, and God bless Trump.